Welcome to COVID Convos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. You may be stuck inside, but we're so happy you're here. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. Join the conversation as we hope to unravel this season of COVID-19 with the help of these incredible and inspiring guests and friends. Welcome to COVID Convos. Father Patrick, can you give us an introduction? Bridget and I are so excited to have you here. Well, thanks Mackenzie and Bridget for inviting me. Um, I like the alliteration, COVID Convos. Um, Bridget it. It could be like a pandemic parlance. Yeah, that would have been another. <laughs> like a I like more, that's, that's a little bit more of an elitist name, I suppose. Um, no, it's great to be with you. It's always fun to um, chat with new people to take a break from what you usually do, right? Like my students at Providence College, they're done listening to me. So I have to find new victims. Um, <laughs> our parishioners at St. Pius are, are bored from daily mass, you know, because I only have so many jokes that I can make about the pastor being old. So you need jokes, you know, and I you can, can use voice those on other, I can voice those on other people, you know. You don't know Father James, he loves Chick-fil-A, great guy. Um, but, uh, and, oh yeah, the other thing, the other thing that I do is, um, along with you other friars, um, I'm a host at Godsplaining, our podcast, so... If you like listening to a Dominican, you can listen to more Dominicans. You can listen to several Dominicans together. Uh, Perfect. And we will, do, we will do what Dominicans do, which is to mansplain God to people. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. No, the name's, no the, name's, the, name's, the name's cheeky, of course. But, but like in a real way, um, we wanted to have conversations that help people, um, that, that help people enter into contemplation. That's one of the ideas of the Dominican order. That's what preaching does, is that it's just kind of seamless between um, studying or learning and then the movement into uh, meditation, that there's kind, of a, there's kind of a vague transition there. And that's what preaching does, is it engenders that. So that's what the podcast, um, God's Planning, is about. Um, helping cool. people to think about God so that they can enter seamlessly into um, contemplation in their lives. I love that. Well, that's a perfect um, intro into what we want to talk about, cultivating a life of prayer from the ground zero. So I'm sure you get questions all the time about like, Father, where do I begin with prayer life? I'm so confused. I'm at least even I was born and raised Catholic, but having a really deep um, prayer life and just interior life in general takes a lot of work. And Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it should come more naturally. What, what do you, how do you um, introduce prayer to somebody who has no idea where to begin? Right. Um, so the first thing that I would always say is that a prayer life is your own relationship with God. And thus, definitionally, it can't look like someone else's relationship with God. Right. Uh, right. Like maybe you remember those moments from grade school where somebody figures uh, somebody figures out a way to accomplish an art project um, more expediently than you. So then you copy them uh, or like, I don't know, let's say you're a mother of two and you see something nice on Instagram. And so you imitate it in your own home. Perfect example. Or you How's that? You know, just hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah. Or like you want to compare your life to someone else and be like, wow, right. they posted that they wake up at five in the morning and have their whole prayer corner set up and they pray with for no kids running 
And that just like doesn't happen for me. And then I feel defeated or I feel like I'm not good enough or like my side prayers in my mind throughout the day aren't good enough. So I appreciate that you just opened it up with saying yours isn't going to be the same as someone else's. Or maybe someone else loves to read prayer books and like deep theology. But for me, it's like, I just want a quick meditation and I want to pray throughout the day in my mind. So like, is that okay? Is like consistency the key? Like, what do you think? Because we've heard a lot of people voice to both of us that they have fears right now. And that a lot of these people, some of them have prayer life already, but other people um, don't really have any faith or they're starting from like, hey, like, I know God's real and I've been trying to pray sporadically now that these things have happened. But like, how would you kind of guide those people to say like, hey, like, here's how to make it a little bit more official in your life or like make it a habit almost. Right. Um, so I guess another, th- another big caution that I would say is that um, whatever is going on right now in our lives will be different because COVID. Um, you know, and that's just, that's just the reality that, that we're living in the pandemic and the pandemic means that things are different in our lives, including our prayer life. Now for you, maybe that means that your prayer life is better right now because you're able to imitate more completely um, the kind of monastic contemplative state, right? Um, so there's some people that I have no doubt are thriving in their prayer lives right now in a way that they haven't before. Mm-hmm. Um, just the other day, I was talking to someone that said to me, you know, Father, I know it's not quite the same, but like I've been tuning in for daily mass every day, which is not something I would usually do. You know, so, that, so there, are ways that people, there are ways that people are definitely growing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's true there, then we have to recognize as well that there are probably unique challenges to this particular state. So to recognize, okay, my prayer is not great right now. Well, it could just be because everything is out of sorts and you're not in your usual routine mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, we can, we can, we can just name that difficulty for what it is. Um, you know, sometimes as you seen, uh, obviously in your own lives, um, in the pandemic just showing up counts like, mm-hmm. oh i had a zoom call with my family and i combed my hair yeah, and I went, yeah. <laughs> put on regular pants yeah you know and so so sometimes sometimes prayer sometimes prayer is just like that uh, in the sense that um all that the lord has really invited me to do this day is just to check in and unburden my needs and that that you know that that could very well be all that all that he's um all that he's asking and inviting you to right now um so, so I think that's kind of a base level. Where to start? Um, prayer is an input-output game. Um, so start by reading things that help you pray. That is the most important thing to a um, flourishing prayer life. And this is true of this is true for everyone, whatever kind of prayer life you have. Um, you know, Bridget, you mentioned some. You know, some people. You mentioned some different kinds of prayer that different people have. Some people read serious theology. Other people read little meditations. Other people don't read theology at all. They just pray the rosary. Um, But whatever kind of prayer you have, it will be helped and will be nourished by some form of spiritual reading. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean necessarily like an hour a day of the lives of the saints for every person. Um, But if nothing good is happening in your prayer life, you know, my question is, well, what are you putting into it? What are you, what are you giving it? Like, Oh, my plant's not, my plant's not growing. Well, did you water it? Mm, That's good. (laughs) good. 
Did you give it any light? Right. Are there any like cool, like, I mean, obviously we're in the generation of like, we want a quick solution, but is there any cool like app or something that like for that spiritual reading? I mean, I'm fine with traditional books too. I love them. But what if someone wanted to just get going, you know, on the go? Yeah, one thing that one thing that I've discovered um, that some people have shared with me is there's a website praymorenovenas.com. Yeah, oh, yeah. love it. And you know, you know, you could get the you get the novena in your daily inbox, and so mm -hmm. I think I think tools like that are very helpful. Yeah, um, I was just talking with um, honestly just before I I met with you guys, I was just speaking with Father Lawrence Liu, who's the promoter general of the Rosary of the Dominican Order. Lawrence is. Oh. Father Lawrence is a super great guy, very active on social media. He takes beautiful, beautiful photographs. He's so talented as a photographer. Oh, cool. um, so he's putting all of those gifts um, at the service of talking about the rosary now, which is really the unique patrimony of the Dominican order. And one of the things we were talking about was um, a lot of people feel overwhelmed when they say, okay, I'm gonna start praying the rosary. And um, Father Lawrence and I were discussing um, the, the value in just praying it piecemeal. You know, you get up in the morning mm. and rather than saying five decades, just say a decade. Oh, you sit, thank you you sit down at your desk to start your work, you know, just say a decade. Wow. And this is in fact the method that St. Louis de Montfort, um, the great rosary promoter, that's the, message, that's the method that he has recommended. Mm. Uh, that is such a, Relief. Yes. So I, so I think that, but this is not just a point about the rosary. Um, I love talking about the rosary. I'm a Dominican friar. Um, but this is a point about prayer in general, which is that, um, mm. that we have to start very small and, um, and continue to go back to it. Right. And so if you say, I'm going to pray the rosary in little bits throughout the day, what you're doing is you're making a kind of structured commitment whereby you can repeatedly turn your mind um, to prayer. So in addition to prayer being an input-output game, I think we have to have kind of little little structures where we can, um, in, in our day, where we can be, be um, moved back to prayer. I know, uh, well, I remember in seminary, um, one of my rectors, Father James Steffes, would suggest all kinds of little things, but one of the things that he suggested was putting our breviary on our pillow so that you could not go to bed without saying night prayer you know you would see the breviary there remember mm -hmm. oh, i have to break compline and then move the move the breviary right and so there are ways of building in just little actions like that uh, that can be part of that, that repeated pattern of how we bring our minds uh, back to prayer father have you heard of the book um this is actually a little surprise and delight bridge Ooh. bridget's mom gave me a book called the way of the pilgrim oh, have you read who posted that yeah, um, and all of it is about uh, this homeless man who is an ex-priest, and he all he does is pray, Jesus, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Millions of times a day, as, as, as much as he can think of it. And it's all about this repetitious, um, this habit um, of getting into turning your mind's eye to God always in every moment. And I just, it just kind of changed my way of thinking about prayer, that it's not like, okay, God, here's everything I have that I've been carrying all day. I'm going to give it to you. It was, it's like, no, every moment can kind of be a mini little gift or offering it up or, a, you know, just I'm feeling helpless right now. Help me. So what do you mm -hmm. think about that? 
Oh, I love that sort of thing. Um, my one, one, the one little line that I was taught um, as a novice by a, a friar who was giving us conferences was to say, um, just very simply, Jesus, Mary, I love you, save souls. Mm, oh, that's cool. And that's just a little mantra that I go back to all the time, you know, when I don't, when I, when I don't know what to say, which yeah. there are times where I don't have anything to say, hard as that might be to conceive. Um, but, <laughs> but at those times, I just say, Jesus, Mary, I love you, save souls. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. The order was founded for us, says very Dominican, the order was founded, our explicit purpose is uh, for the salvation of souls. That's in our fundamental constitution. Uh, Father, I so for me, that represents my own charism. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say like something that has been like personally on my heart that I just feel like now that I have a priest on the line, I can just like ask you <laughs> now, like, sorry that you're the priest that's getting the chosen. I mean, it would either be this or Bishop tomorrow who I'm going to see for doing a live stream coffee hour. And I don't just really bothered. Yeah. I don't know if I want to ask Bishop this question. So I'm going to ask it to you, but it's connected to prayer because it has to do with trust, but a lot of people, people are posting about these like conspiracy theories and all this stuff about COVID. And a lot of like moms are reposting these things. And it's hard for me to not read them and like go into a place of fear that I think like takes me away from like how I feel after prayer or just like giving my full trust to God. How much are we allowed to go into those things as Christians, as Catholics? And then at what point is it like, okay, actually consuming that stuff is um, almost like not of God because it's not trusting what's happening. Like, is there a line or are we allowed to, as Catholics, as Christians, read that sort of stuff? Can you speak to that? I will answer your question with a story. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> In 1347, the year that St. Catherine of Siena was born, mm -hmm. the bubonic plague arrived in Sicily. So the next year, when she was one year old, 80% of the inhabitants of the town of Siena died. Cool. And yeah. the chronicler, one chronicler, so like a little you know, historian in Siena said at that time, and here, here I'm going to read the quote of what he wrote, this Sienese Chronicle reports, and no bells tolled, nobody wept, no matter what his loss, because almost everyone expected death. And people said and believed, this is the end of the world. Wow. 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 So we we feel we feel we feel very comfortably removed from what was going on in the bubonic plague. But here's little baby Catherine of Siena, who would, of course, be um, become a doctor of the church, patroness of Italy, of nurses, patroness of like everything important right now mm -hmm. as regards Wait. the as regards our wow. present situation. Yeah. So Catherine's just such a St. Catherine's such a great intercessor. So, so she's entering the world and and, you know, people are people are saying this kind of totally they're expressing this cynical outlook. Um, so the, you know, the reason, the reason I bring this up is to say, well, I think it's only natural that people would say, um, they're looking for, they're looking for reasons behind what is happening. They're expressing fears 
And my response to that is ignore as much of it as humanly possible mm-hmm. because no good comes from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Good advice. Not, be- not because we have to be ignorant of the news. I certainly don't believe that. Um, we, we, sh- we should be well informed. But for peripheral things, I mean, well, what is it? Yeah. What kind of benefit does any of this have? And okay. all that it does, all is it, all that it does is unsettle us. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so St. Paul says, um, say only the good things that men need to hear. Say it again, Father. That's good. For the people in the back. Say only, say only the good things that men need to hear. Wow. Aww. And this is why, this is why, um, and not not to get on a high horse, but this is why. Even, even Catholic media can be a source of consternation, right? Yeah. Like if we're, too, if we're too focused, not that we don't need to talk honestly about everything that's going on in the church. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm all for transparency. Yeah. But there comes, there comes a point where we, where we have to ask ourselves, like, what is this serving? Yeah. How is this helping my own spiritual life? Is this, is this really what I need to hear so that my relationship with God can flourish? The answer, uh, if we're being honest most of the time, is... Um, that, that it, it it's not helpful so mm-hmm. so good so good so basically just asking yourself father like in a moment of fear or questioning like oh someone just sent me another article i have to read about if this vaccine's going to come out or whatever it is just really saying is this from god or is this from not like or just do we pray about it a couple times and if it keeps coming back then bring it to god how do we What's the process? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, this is this is here where I, I mean, so many of these decisions, right, in our lives, just depend on the virtue of prudence. Um, and you know, so so we can't say like, oh, every Catholic can only read two articles about virus conspiracies a day, prudence. and they'll have a good prayer life. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not <laughs> how it works. There's not like a there's not like a formula like that. Right. Um, but. Uh, but what prudence will do is that virtue will help you realize um, when your heart is being unsettled. Um, you know, for, for a silly personal example, um, I realized at a certain point in my life that if I was sad, I couldn't listen to Nora Jones. <laughs> I, get that. I get that. I love Good. Nora Jones. Who but does? if I'm, but if I'm on the sad train, I will, not, not <laughs> you know, that thing is going to go off the tracks and it's going to derail and you were just going to have a whole host of problems, right? That's a good point. Or if I feel disgusting after watching Tiger King, I should probably not turn it on again. Maybe, you know. Or like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to go binge Twizzlers and Oreos, which is what Johnny and I have been doing every night. And it's like recognizing, oh, this is a reaction. Like you should probably look at these natural progressions that are leading to this. And if That's Nora good. doesn't bring you back up, then yeah, Nora can't, you can't, Nora can't sit with you. Yeah, Nora can't sit with us. And that's what prudence does. It just allows you to know yourself so, um, so as to make, so as to make, so as to make that decision, right? Like, so what, so what helps me in that moment, the virtue of prudence? Um, again, most people shouldn't click, don't click on it. You know what, you know what clickbait is, you know, you can feel it, you can feel it coming and just resist it. So, that's good and then you get a little grace hopefully from god from that moment you'll be more serene you'll be more yeah. serene that's so good that's the that's the peace you're looking for 
ignoring clickbait? All right. Well, that was my personal question. I mean, it's just like even very faithful people have been well-intentioned and sent me stuff, family members even, that I'm like, you guys are like godly people, amazing Catholics. Like, why are you letting fear overtake you? And I feel like it's connected to this conversation of prayer because I, I sort of feel like if these people were maybe praying about it more and not reading so much, they wouldn't be so overtaken by this fear that we need to all band together and like, you know, sign petitions and all this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. saying this, this fear existed back in the bubonic plague. It existed probably every time there's ever been a pandemic. Because we as humans want, a, we want an answer for why this is happening. So of course we're going to search for it. So before we move on to another topic, I just want to end with another quote from St. Catherine. Love it. Uh, this is from, this is from her dialogue, which is a, it is a ride. That's my official, my official description of the dialogue Maybe of St. Catherine should. of Siena. Not, 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 uh, not for everybody at all times, but, uh, but a, a, a remarkable spiritual work, right? So, so Catherine has these conversations with God, and um, the, the Lord says things to her. And the dialogue is the recording of what um, our Heavenly Father said to Catherine. Okay, so at one time she's uh, uh, disturbed, and she's led to by the Lord to hear this beautiful meditation from our Father on um, divine providence. Okay, so this is what he tells St. Catherine. Everything was made by me, and without me, nothing can exist. Therefore, if it is beauty you want, I am beauty. If you want goodness, I am goodness, for I am supremely good. I am wisdom, I am kind, I am compassionate. I am the just and merciful God. I don't know. You know, like what else? Do, what else do you want? Like you really want to? You really want to click on that article? Like just think about that. What no. else can we say? Oh. That was just. That's so good. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. I have one last question, if that's okay, to add of to course, this, please. What um, I want to hear what your favorite way to pray is because mm -hmm. I know you have your ideas about Ignatius. I love Ignatian spirituality, but maybe you have something better. So what St. Dominic gave when he founded the Dominican order was not so much a spirituality as a way of life. You know, he just said, I'm going to, I'm going to live this way. This way of life is an imitation of Christ. And uh, so what that, you know, what, what is the fundamental mode of my prayer? Well, it's just trying to be faithful to the way of life that St. Dominic gave us. And the heart of that is the Liturgy of the Hours. Okay. So I, I love the Liturgy of the Hours. I love the Psalms. I love the Magnificat. I love the Benedictus. I, I, I just, with the, you know, from the very first time that I was taught to pray the Liturgy of the Hours by um, my high school chaplain, I was a junior in high school. If, if a junior in high school can learn to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, anyway. so can you. Uh, when my high school chaplain taught me to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, I, I just, I, I felt a method of prayer that made sense. I love the Psalms. They speak to me. Um, they engender my own, um, my own reflection. And they're part of that, they're part of that spiritual reading that puts in, um, 
you know, good things to think about. They're part of that rhythm mm -hmm. of prayer because you pray the liturgy of the hours throughout the day. I mean, so there's, so it's just such a, such a powerful thing. It's the prayer of the church. It's not my own. It's nothing I invented. Um, so yeah. between that, between that and the rosary, that's honestly, that, that's, that's about all I got, but that's all any Dominican has. So that's awesome. They're, they're how people, if people want to start doing that, like how do they, should they yeah. just look it up or? That there's a great app for. Ooh. Um, so just download the iBreviary app and all the instructions are there. It comes up, it refreshes itself every day and you can just scroll through on your phone. That's amazing. I, I prefer, um, I'm very tech savvy in many ways. You know, you can see my oh. uh, AirPods, you know, I'm an Apple watch. I, I, love, I love gadgets, but the breviary, the breviary, I am, um, I prefer to pray out of the book because, okay. you know, when you turn the pages and you sit there, it's different from everything else that you're doing in your life. And so I would say that's an important, that's an important part of my prayer too, is that, um, you know, I don't just lie in my bed. Yeah. Sprawled out, you know, um, and think like, oh, now I'm going to pray. No, it's a I different posture. Yeah, it's a different posture, a different place. It's different everything from anything else that I do in my life. And I, I think it has to be um, in order so to give that time. people order it? Can they just look one up and order one? Like how many times a day is it? And um, where would people get one? Yeah, I would say, I mean, the best after, after like speaking against the book, I really do think the best place to start is the app yeah. <laughs> because the book, the book can be a little bit confusing um, and the app is free or maybe a couple of dollars. Um, there, uh, the other, the other great way to start praying the liturgy of the hours is to subscribe to Magnifica Yes, because there is an adapted version. The Second Vatican Council called for this, called for adaptations of the Liturgy of the Hours for lay people to make it easy for lay people to pray. That's and nice. so Magnificat Magazine, which is just such a fantastic publication, Magnificat Magazine publishes adaptations of, it's not the full Liturgy of the Hours, but it's Psalms and, and guided reflections in, um, in each monthly magazine. So that would be the other place that I would recommend to learn to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. So either that app or Magnificat. Cool. And you can get that at the Catholic Company who's sponsoring us today. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> well, maybe we could throw a little giveaway in there. Yeah, we should. That's um, That's thank awesome. you so much, Father. How many times a day is that? Just if someone's listening and they're like, ooh, I like that little tidbit that he shared. I want to try this. Like how many times do you pray that? Yeah. So the heart, of, the heart of the Liturgy of the Hours is morning prayer and evening prayer. Okay. Religious, consecrated religious like myself, are vowed to pray five times a day. Mm. Um, okay. So we pray morning prayer, midday prayer, evening prayer, office of readings, and then uh, Compline or night prayer. Got it. Some people, some people call the hours by their Latin names. So like lauds is morning prayer, vespers is evening prayer. So if that Vesper. language is a little that's confusing, that's where you've, that's, that's what it means. That's all it is. Yeah, I've heard that. Cool. Oh well, gosh. thank you so much, Father. Wait, before we leave, will you end this in prayer? Yes. Absolutely. Where can people find you if they want to follow you, Father? Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Patrick Mario P. Listen to the podcast, God's Planning. God's Planning, guys. We can't wait. I love that. Thank you.
So let's pray. All right. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we know that you are yesterday, today, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, that all time belongs to you and all the ages. We pray that all of our attempts to at prayer, all of our desires to be close to you, might, through your passion, be made meritorious, that to you would belong all glory and power through every age. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Amen. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to COVID Combos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.